Welcome to the New Mexico News Podcast, headlines and stories from the land of enchantment. Brought to you by KRQE. Here's Chris McKee and Gabrielle Burkhart. Happy New Year. It's officially 2022. We hope you had a restful holiday season. I tell you about my holiday, but full disclosure, Chris and I are actually making this recording before we both take some vacation time at the end of the year. So you're hearing from us in the future. Indeed. And hopefully you have in the past caught up on all of those episodes of the New Mexico News podcast for 2021. We appreciate everybody who's listened to our fledgling new project here over the last year. This week, though, we are looking ahead of course, as we say, onward. What we wanted to do this week is run down some of the biggest stories of this next year, 2022. And there's a big range of stories to talk about. I mean, we have big court cases, a lot happening in local and state politics. Also, of course, the continued presence of the pandemic and what that might do. And there is more. So we want to get into it right here with a story that's been in the making over the course of years. Fabian Gonzalez is still awaiting trial for his alleged role. Gonzalez is accused of child abuse resulting in death for allegedly failing to protect 10-year-old Martins, who was murdered in her Northwest Albuquerque apartment in 2016. As early as this month, the case against Fabian Gonzalez related to his involvement in the 2016 death of 10-year-old Victoria Martins could go to a trial. And Chris, I remember covering this case back in 2016. The police chief at the time called this case the most gruesome act of evil he'd ever seen in his career. And as details were being released, this was one of those all-hands-on-deck stories, if you will, where every reporter in the market was covered covering, you know, various aspects of this case as it was unfolding. I was one of the reporters sent to the scene and I spoke with family members and friends at Victoria's apartment complex. The vigils that followed sparked a lot of outpouring from the community that was altogether grieving the loss of this little girl right after her birthday. We should also remind folks who maybe don't remember exactly what happened in this story. This was in August 2016. Uh, Victoria Martins is a 10-year-old girl She is living with her mom in an apartment complex on the west side of Albuquerque. Her mom has a boyfriend and the boyfriend, Fabian Gonzalez, also has a cousin who was recently released from jail. Um, Police were called to this apartment complex for a fire. Several officers there discovered the body of Victoria Martins, which had been mutilated. She had been murdered and there were these three suspects and police were trying to figure out exactly what happened. And Chris, you covered some of the suspect stories when this story initially broke. The night that these arrests were made in the case, I remember I was down at the APD main substation and Occasionally, when there is a big case, the police officers will walk the suspects out of the front door of the police station into a car as they're transporting into jail. We commonly call these perp walks. The perpetrator is walking out to a car. And uh, I was there asking questions of each one of the suspects. I remember Fabian Gonzalez uh, repeatedly saying that he didn't have anything to do with the death. And he, he at that point did blame it on Jessica Kelly. And this case has really taken a lot of twists and turns over the years. Um, that night, we sort of understood that all three were involved in this death. It has since been the statements of the district attorney's office that Fabian Gonzalez and Michelle Martins, uh, Victoria's mom, 
were not at the apartment when Victoria died that night, but they say Jessica Kelly was, and they believe that a fourth person was the one who killed Victoria. Victoria's mother, Michelle Martins, who pled guilty to child abuse resulting in death and tampering with evidence. She faces 12 to 15 years in prison. Jessica Kelly, who pleaded no contest to similar charges, she faces 50 years in prison. Both Kelly and Martins have sentencing hearings scheduled for February after Gonzalez's trial. So he is the only suspect remaining in the case who has not had his case adjudicated. This situation is rapidly evolving and most likely the data... Also on on our radar this year, the state of the COVID-19 pandemic. We wrapped up 2021 with news of the Omicron variant in New Mexico, which health officials call a, quote, variant of concern due to mutations in its spike protein. And let me just say, I did not anticipate starting another year heading into a pandemic. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are wondering with this Omicron variant, what is going to be sort of the extent of its presence here? You know, will there be an end to the mask mandate anytime soon in New Mexico? Uh, What other precautions or changes might New Mexico take? Um, Another thing on the horizon is oral therapeutics, the uh, pill form of treating the virus that could be a big help in keeping people out of the hospital. So the virus will certainly be I think a uh, a big topic for us to cover this year. Yeah, and I know a lot of parents are also going to be wondering when can those younger kids get vaccinated? You know, at the end of 2021, there was that news that Pfizer is doing trials with kids younger than age five, and it turned out to be um, not quite as effective as they were hoping. So I know that's a question a lot of parents are going to be wondering too, is when can we see those younger kids uh, get the authorization or the green light, if you will, for a COVID-19 vaccine. So we never thought we'd been going in, we'd be going into year three covering COVID, but here we are. And we'll be keeping an eye on that data following any updates that might happen here in New Mexico and really across the globe. And I just want to thank you so much for keeping Keller for another four years. Thank you so much. We stood up for moving forward and for staying the course. Another big story that's going to take place early on in this part of the year will be the new Albuquerque City Council. Um, This is a kind of situation where it's same mayor, but new council. Tim Keller is starting his second four-year term in January, but we also know that there were several positions on city council that were sort of shaken up. Council has a total of nine seats. Keller's appointee, Lon Senna, a reliable vote in his corner, was replaced by Louis Sanchez. He's a man who's identified as a Democrat, but certainly ran a more conservative conservative campaign and has already battled with the city clerk in December about uh, an element over being sworn in and what time that that should happen. Another new face on the council is Dan Lewis. He, of course, faced the mayor in 2017 and the mayor beat him in a runoff election. But Dan Lewis won his place back on council over Cynthia Borrego. This is a check and balance and, and you have to have counselors that are actively holding the administration accountable for decisions that are being made. And Dan Lewis has certainly run as a Republican in the past, and Cynthia Borrego was also more of a, uh, a progressive-leaning vote. So when you look at the big picture of Albuquerque City Council and the mayor, the mayor may be facing a bit more opposition on council a little more regularly throughout this next year. My fellow New Mexicans, 
This past year, I heard We're also from- heading into a 30-day legislative session. We recently discussed on the podcast Albuquerque's record-breaking homicide year in 2021, and we know that crime-fighting legislation is also expected to be discussed here. So this is the shorter of the two types of sessions. This is a 30-day session compared to the 60-day sessions that happen every other year. This session starts on January 18th and is expected to end on February 17th. So as Gabby, you mentioned some of the crime fighting stuff. We'll see if pretrial detention will be discussed or even altered in any way by the lawmakers this year, as well as I I think probably a number of other bills. Yeah. And what will take place this session is at the will of the governor who sets the agenda in these shorter sessions. One person is dead and another wounded after an accidental shooting on the set of a Western movie being filmed near Santa Fe today. A big story out of Santa Fe in 2021 was, of course, what took place on the set of the movie Rust over there on the Bonanza Creek Ranch in Santa Fe. Helena Hutchins was the director of photography. She was killed when she was accidentally shot by a revolver being held by Alec Baldwin on the set. This happened on October 21st. The Santa Fe County Sheriff's Office launched an extensive investigation. There have been search warrants executed. They've asked to look through Alec Baldwin's cell phone. They've conducted investigative interviews at this point. But the big question, I think, in 2022 is will anyone face charges from this shooting? You know, what will be the outcome both here locally and on a national scale if anybody will you know, be talking about safety on movie sets as far as how weapons are used, how guns are used. We've talked about this issue here on the podcast as well with a film armorer, and we know there are a lot of safety precautions already involved, but this has definitely been one of those stories that continues as there's more information coming out about what took place that day. If you want to take a listen to that background episode on what armorers do on film sets, that's still up for download in the New Mexico News podcast. You just kind of scroll back a little bit and you can find that episode for download there. Recreational adult use cannabis. Another big news item, we've covered a four-part series here on the New Mexico News Podcast about the state's recreational cannabis law. And come this April at the latest, recreational sales and storefronts will be here. Yeah, the law stipulates that recreational sales begin no later than April 1st. And we have also already seen producer licenses. Some of the first producer licenses were approved by the state in the late part of 2021. So what What will the recreational cannabis industry look like? How will it shake out? Where will businesses be located? What conflicts may come from this or what things may need to be changed in the law to address certain elements? Those are all kind of questions I think that we'll see starting to shake out by mid-April, certainly by the time that sales begin. We've covered the ins and outs of the law and, you know, what this means for the general public as far as how much cannabis you can have on you, how much you can have in your household, what the general public can expect from this new legislation. Um, Check out our four-part series on krqe.com slash podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast. You can just scroll back a little bit and find all the episodes. Welcome to your local election headquarters tonight. Albuquerque voters elected. In June and then November, I think is going to be some of the most consequential 
consequential stuff that we're going to be talking about in June. That is, of course, when the primary election happens. And 2022, the office of the governor of New Mexico is on the ballot. So we know that Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham is running for re-election. There are several Republican challengers who've already declared in this race. Those will all get sort of shaken out in the primary that happens in June. But then we'll also, of course, when we look at our federal races in June, we're going to see what's going to happen for the midterm elections for our various congressional districts, who's going to be the challengers in those races. And I think one thing that is very important to note here is that redistricting will have likely a great impact on who is able to vote for who. Another episode we covered on the New Mexico News Podcast, of course, the importance of redistricting. But when we look ahead at uh, the uh, June primary, the November general election, redistricting is going to play a role in all likelihood in who is voting for who. I think the biggest thing that I learned from our discussion with our political expert, Gabe Sanchez, here on the podcast is will this new map make politics and make some of these races more competitive? So that's something that we'll definitely be keeping an eye on here in these uh, congressional races. The map that was passed and signed into law at the end of 2021 reforms congressional districts one, two, and three, uh, notably congressional district one, which used to really just cover all of Bernalillo County. Uh, Albuquerque's kind of been split between CD one and congressional district two there. Uh, The west side of Albuquerque, South Valley, and Borellis area neighbors, they all vote now in CD two, according to the map that was passed at the end of the year. Now, to be clear, uh, there could be some lawsuits ahead for that map as we're recording this here um, in the end of 2021. But the other thing to note is the map that passed uh, Congressional District 3 that covers the northern half of the state over the last 10 years. It now stretches down south on the eastern side of New Mexico. It used to cut off at about where Portales is, but that Congressional District 3 now includes Santa Fe, Las Vegas, most of Hobbs, much of Roswell, and also Artesia. Those are, of course, conservative oil patch communities traditionally. At least from this map, what we're seeing is that these districts are all going to be more competitive when it comes to the amount of Democrats and Republicans in each of those districts. There's also a few lighter stories that we'll continue to look at throughout the year. Um, One of those being Virgin Galactic Commercial Service Space Tourism. The company is on schedule to meet its goal of providing commercial services in the fourth quarter of 2022. You may remember their successful fully crewed flight back in July of 2021. The company says two additional test flights are planned before Virgin Galactic expects to commence commercial services in 2022. It's lease at the spaceport expires in 2028. So that's a 20 year lease it has there. Yeah. 20 year lease. And they are already 16 years of the way through it and have yet to launch commercial service. So it's been I think a long this time is, coming. Yeah. This is going to be, uh, I think a make or break kind of year. Another one of them. I mean, I guess I say that and I know that a lot of other people have said have this said is going to be a past, make or break yeah. year. So it's been so long, but um, I think there was some glimmers of of excitement, to say the least, that came from uh, the test launch that was successful in the summertime. So 
yeah, it'll be cool to, to see what Virgin Galactic does this year. It's the enchantment. It is an alumni team with the Lobo. This New is Mexico. one that is in the realm of sports and courtesy of KRQE News 13 Sports is Jared Chester. He was the one who flagged me to this. This is the TBT basketball tournament. It is a $1 million winner-take-all tournament. And Albuquerque this year is hosting what they're calling the New Mexico Regional Series of Games for this tournament, amassing basketball players from years past and all these old college teams to form a current team that will compete against other former college standouts and whatnot. So this year, the pit will be hosting the first New Mexico regional series here. And that includes a game with the team for New Mexico, which is called the enchantment. Seven other teams will also be in those early rounds in total. This TBT tournament involves 64 teams. It is kind of a return to form for hosting basketball tournaments at the pit outside of the high school tournaments, of course, that happen there every year and which of course are very exciting. But the pit has for years tried to, get the NCAA tournament back into its corridors to host some of those early rounds of games because it's just so exciting to see sort of the chaos that comes with March Madness. But this is uh, this is at least something cool, something new. And, and again, a, uh, a really large tournament. In this case, winner take all, the TBT $1 million tournament. Wow. Well, if in other entertainment news, Hamilton is coming to town. The acclaimed Broadway musical is traveling through Albuquerque for a three-week stint that starts on January 25th through February 13th of this year. And that was, of course, a show that was supposed to be here in 2020, but the pandemic happened and canceled pretty much everything. So probably see more of those like rescheduled events and shows that have been canceled over the last two years. So that pretty much wraps up our 2022 What to Watch Out For. We do know, of course, there's going to be a ton of other stories we just didn't see coming happening in this year. Um, But I did want to ask you, Gabby, co-host on a a more personal level, what are you just looking forward to in 2022? Is there anything in particular that that sort of strikes you as like, I want to go to that thing, or maybe this is a life event that might be happening that I'm super excited about? Oh man, I really was looking forward to going to the Turnpike Troubadours concert at Red Rocks, but it turns out that the tickets became exponentially expensive as soon as we tried to purchase them. We had three people on all the computers ready to go, logged in, we're in the little electronic waiting room right when they went on pre-sale and it just, it got so expensive. I just can't afford it. But the thing I am looking forward to, um, I mean, concerts like that, you know, live music, seeing more live music, that excites me. But I'm also looking forward to Chris doing more podcasts and, and really getting in the in the groove, as they say, of, you know, this just becoming a, a, a weekly event. And I hope that we get more listeners and people interested in sending us their ideas because yeah, this is really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, if I am thinking about something I'm looking forward to in 2022, I would be remiss if I did not mention, I am getting married in 2022 to my fiance, Rebecca Valdez. Uh, she's a wonderful woman who I met here in New Mexico. And um, we are looking 
forward to having our wedding here in New Mexico, and it should be a good time. I'm looking forward to attending that. It's going to be great. <laughs> well, Congratulations. thank you. I, I appreciate you going. This has also saying. been a long time <laughs> in the making. It has. It has. It's been a long time. Uh, for folks who may know us in the news business, um, Rebecca and I both work in news and uh, met each other long ago here at KRQE. There's many more things I could say about our, our story, but um, I'll just leave you with that it has been a really great ride. And uh, New Mexico has been a place that has become much more than I could have ever expected when I first originally moved here. Yeah, we're so excited for you guys. Those are a few things we're looking forward to. But on a lighter note, we actually asked some of our colleagues here at CareQE to tell us what sort of resolutions have they set for themselves in 2022. So let's take a listen what they sent us. Hi, I'm Jessica Gadita, the KRQE News 13 Evening Anchor. My New Year's resolution this year is I want to spend less time on my phone and read more. I find myself on social media a little too much and I've tried downloading books on my phone and then I just get distracted. So I'm going to buy hard copy books, spend a little bit more time reading, enjoying reading and less time on my phone. Happy holidays to everyone. I'm Jamie Seymour. I'm a reporter at KRQE, and one of my New Year's resolutions is to learn how to ski. And I guess during the warmer months, go on more hikes. This is Dean Staley. I anchor the 5.30 and the 10 o'clock newscasts on KRQE News 13. I don't have a proper New Year's resolution, but my children, my son and my daughter, for months now have been bugging me about starting uh, some beehives in the backyard. And many years ago, I was a Peace Corps volunteer in Paraguay, and I taught beekeeping to small-scale farmers there. So I have some experience with this. And so the question is, uh, maybe in the coming year, uh, will I be able to establish a few hives in the backyard and get the kids learning about this? That is my ambition. Uh, We'll see how it goes. As they say, stay tuned. My name is Annalisa Pardo, and I'm a reporter here at KRQE. My resolution for this new year is to have a consistent daily practice of gratitude. Hi, my name is Ann Perrette. I'm an investigative reporter with KRQE. I just started here in September, uh, moving from Michigan to join the news team. And my New Year's resolution for 2022 is to get outside and explore my new home state. So I am challenging myself to clock 500 hours outside this year, whether that's, you know, just going for a walk around my neighborhood or actually traveling around New Mexico and exploring a state park, taking a hike. In the few months I've been here, I can certainly understand why it is called the land of enchantment. I'm hoping some of my coworkers, maybe even some listeners can give me some ideas of places to explore. I'm certainly looking forward to taking advantage of the fact that I live here in New Mexico now, again, challenging myself to 500 hours outside in 2022. Those are some of the things that we're looking forward to in 2022, but we also want to hear from you, our listeners. Let us know what you'd like to hear from our podcast this year. 
who you'd like us to interview, reach out via email. I'm gabrielle.burkhardt at krqe.com and gburknm on Twitter. Check out our website, krqe.com slash podcasts. If you like the show or find it informative or useful, give us a review on Apple Podcasts and share it with a friend. And if you want to reach me, I'm chris.mckee at krqe.com and chrismckeetv on Twitter. I will say in 2021, I literally got just one email from you guys suggesting something. So, hey, maybe make it your resume. How did you get one? I don't know. People just don't like to email me, I guess. (laughs) But (laughs) so anyway, if you want to make it your resolution to email the New Mexico News Podcast, we'd love it. And we appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for listening.